Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. It's all about the... Boom? No, you can't say that anymore. He's a heel now. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Pete Quinnell. Sorry, I nearly said Chopper. Oh, That's I old can't, Pete. Can't say that. That's old Pete. It's and bad. we are here to review the first AEW Dynamite of 2024, where Adam Cole, that dastardly man, explained his actions of turning on MJF and unveiling his new faction. If you haven't already, please press the thumbs up button, give us a subscribe, leave a comment down below with what you thought of this episode and Adam Cole's motivation, and send in an Omega chat to wrestletalk.com forward slash support, and we'll read out every single one of them before the end of the episode. Over five US dollars. Sorry. <coughs> you good there, Ollie? Well, as Pete will tell you, a minute ago we just had Turbo Jack in here <laughs> recording some shout-outs, yeah. and... It, it's exhausting yeah. watching him do his mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, that it, is a really high-intensity performance. Taxing on the throat. Uh, yes. But yes, this episode of... Uh, well, actually, I'll pass over to you first mm. because yes. you have a few things in wrestling that you love. Mm -hmm. There's about four months of the Bloodline story. Yeah. <laughs> I, more than that, I think. But yes. Um, the years of 2015 to 2019 <laughs> NXT. Yeah. And Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era. Yeah. And any uh, any entrance music that Adam Cole has. Yes, I would that say is correct. That. And you, you hate everything else. And Swerve Strickland. Well, oh, you like Swerve now. Add Swerve. that to the list. And then, yes, that is what I love. So after The Rock going way over time, mm -hmm. seven minutes is the report. He went over. Uh, you got this. Mm-hmm. What, how how did you experience Adam Cole's explanation? And, I, and whole repackaging, to be honest. I mean, I loved all of it. Mm. Um, as someone who, on the best wrestling entrance music TLC episode, go and watch it, had number one, Undisputed Era, and number two, Adam Cole's AEW theme. Yes, I'm a mark. Shut up. It's my list. Uh, this theme is a banger. Uh, the new one. The new one's great. I didn't realize it, it was a remix mm. until too late yeah i had to go back and rewrite my mm -hmm. notes yeah because this they came out 
um, with Adam Cole's old music, and everyone went, oh, Adam Cole. And they did like an excessive amount of pyro. It was mm. really good. And yeah, then they did. they did so much pyro, and everyone goes, oh, okay, it's Adam Cole. And then the music stops, and then the new one comes in and has Undisputed, and it comes up against the thing. It's like, oh, that's great. I loved it. You watch all of them come out, and you're like, okay, this is the next chapter. This is the next era, mm. if mm. you will. Uh, and then his explanation of everything. I've seen some people criticize this segment because Adam Cole came out. Um, all of the the guys in this new faction, the Undisputed Kingdom, as they're called now, uh, came out and Roddy Strong introduced and said, Adam, and gave him the microphone. Just sorry to interject. Mm. I wish he set it up like he was going to do that voice. Yeah. But then would look down the lens and go, Adam. <laughs> Just to sort of draw a line under Goofy mm-hmm. Roddy. Yeah. And now we're serious now. That, that is good, yeah. Minor bit I of like feedback. that, yeah. Uh, but he passes the mic to Adam Cole, and Adam Cole outlines the motivations of the devil and what this whole thing is about. And he said, originally, it was just about the AW World Championship, but it morphed into something more. It became about destroying MJF and everything he stands for because he just beat MJF to the punch. MJF would have turned on him as soon as he stopped needing Adam Cole. And that's the thing. He needed Adam Cole. Adam Cole never needed MJF, which I don't think is true, but he's in denial about that. Because, oh, nice. Because I think he had a genuine friendship with him. For me, I would love to go back and watch the all-in match between them now, recontextualized with all of mm. this, because there's so much of it where I feel like Adam Cole was kind of using MJF the whole time in that thing. Like, maybe he forged, uh, forged a genuine friendship there, but him, like, you know, saying that we should go after the Ring of Honor tag titles or, you know, making sure that MJF always kind of pushed that, that next level up. Um leading to that all-in match where Max went too far and they, like, hurt uh, Adam Cole and Adam Cole returned and went too far and hurt MJF and all of that, like, back and forth. I'd love to watch that match again because I feel like that's the point where Cole didn't win and he was like, ah, well, this actually isn't working now because all of this was so I could win the world title and now I haven't done that. So then it becomes a case of I need to destroy MJF and that's where I think, like, the initial seed was planted mm. of where his, his machination started but anyway he then outlined why he needed to destroy mjf and everybody here has their grievances with mjf and i really enjoyed he's saying we have a goal here's our goals roddy strong is going to go after the international title they've got the ring of honor tag belts wardlow's going to work up and get the aw world title which at some point when he wins it he'll relinquish it and give it to me He'll do the right thing. He'll do the I right pro- thing. I promise you, mm-hmm. Cole says. Yeah. He'll do the right thing and forfeit it to me. Which is interesting. Because not only was Wardlow like, mm-hmm, yeah, uh-huh, totally. Yeah. But also, Wardlow's already been in that position with MJF, where MJF is like, you do everything for me. You are nothing. You're a vehicle to get me what I want. Wardlow's already been in that position. I don't think he's going to do that again. Yeah. And And I think more tension in the future. I think they're being quite upfront with that as well, Mm -hmm. because Wardlow, the camera focused on it. He was like, he he did that sort of goofy face of, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh And he's seen, I mean, when you look at this faction, he does stand out. Mm -hmm. He doesn't look like the rest of them. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't feel like the rest of them because the others are all formed in Ring of Honor. So Wardlow... I think as opposed to the MJF storyline and Pinnacle and everything like that, where he was the downtrodden henchman who rose up, now we're going to get 
the rest of them having to deal with actually quite a confident and self-assured Wardlow. Mm. I don't know if you saw it, but Roderick Strong seemed to me to be the only guy who clocked Wardlow's, I'm not going to do that, mate, mm -hmm. reaction. Mm. And I just thought he didn't, Roderick didn't sell it, but I th it was definitely a planned spot. Yes. Because yeah. this is all very well thought out. Mm -hmm. Whether you like it or not, you can't deny that. So I feel like, you know, surely Wardlow's only there because Carl O'Reilly isn't ready to <laughs> join them yet. I hope so. So much within my soul. Yeah. I really want Carl O'Reilly to come back and join this group because I think he'd be so perfect. Him coming out to that mm. theme song with the air guitars. Oh, give me it. I'd love it. You want cool? We're, cool, we're talking cool, Kyle. Nope. Right? Nope. You don't want uncool Kyle. I do want uncool Kyle because uncool Kyle is more cool than cool Kyle. <laughs> Say that five times fast. Um, also, I loved Adam Cole's opening line of this promo where he just sat there and goes, wait, I have sympathy for me. I'm like, sympathy for the devil. It's the song that the thing. Ah, brilliant. I was ready. I, I was ready to go. It's story time with Adam Cole, babe. <laughs> but he didn't. He never said that. No. The, the song was almost written in a way where nobody can find the right point to go boom. boom. Yeah. So it's it's a real it's a real nice repackaging of someone's whole catchphrase mm -hmm. and entrance to stop the crowd being able to yeah. cheer them. Yeah. Exactly. That's what heels should be. Yeah. And I, I love that this felt like, you know, post pay-per-view where we say like we need the post pay-per-view reset episode kind of thing mm. to be like, here's the next step of whatever it is. This very much felt like that. This felt like here's a new faction Here's what the faction's going to be doing. Here's our goals. Yeah. Off we go. And it, you know, sometimes when you get a, a new character or a new gimmick or whatever, and you get onto the next episode of Raw, Dynamite, or Collision, or whatever it may be, and someone comes out and you're like, well, I still have questions about all of this. I don't really know where they're going mm. with this. I don't get it. This was, n no one's left in the dark about what these guys are or what they're doing. For me, this ticked all the boxes that it yeah. needed to. I think it, it didn't go back. I didn't know what I wanted mm -hmm. after World's End. Because it was unveiled and, you know, I don't think anyone was blown away by it. It was obvious, makes sense, mm -hmm. but also why would Cole make Max lose the bell when he could try and win it off of him? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's loads of other plot holes over the months. But I'm quite happy now that it's happened, it's a new year, to just go, okay, put that over here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get excited about what's coming next. And like you said, they make it really clear, here's where we're going. And I appreciate that clarity, mm -hmm. like in a like in an Edgar Wright movie. Mm -hmm. And they always, in the first few scenes, we're going to drink in these pubs. These are the things that are going to happen, mm -hmm. and we'll riff along the way. Yeah, maybe we'll get sidetracked, but we we will always keep coming back to these individual goals. Mm -hmm. So I know this is all building to Wardlow versus Adam Cole around the World Championship picture. Mm -hmm. I can get excited for Roddy versus Orange Cassidy. Mm -hmm. That sounds like fun. Yeah. <clears throat> can I talk more about what you said with the idea of when Cole decided to turn? Mm. So you think Cole always thought this from the moment they first went out to bond? I think that Cole was very hesitant to start with, understandably, because MGF was the one who was like, hey, bud, pal, you know, and it was very superficial and all that stuff. They would have those jokes where mm -hmm. they would say behind the other one's back, I'm just doing this till I can turn on him. Absolutely, yeah. And it felt like MGF was like, okay, no, let's trust, and that's fine. Maybe Cole started to feel that way, but then when it got to all in and they fought and Cole lost, for me, that yes. is the moment when he went, ah, never mind. My friend didn't let me win, you know? 
Yeah. Or I, we've got this friendship, mm -hmm. but currently it's based on the idea that I can beat him. Exactly. Yeah. And when that didn't, that, yeah, I, lo I love that. Mm. That's so, uh, yeah, I hope they go that route. Mm. I hope so as well. Because I, I think that would make, it would make so much more sense to have Cole's downward spiral come from that, mm. come from not beating MJF, then getting injured and being like, I have to destroy this man. He's taken everything from me. Like, that, I think, makes sense. But like you said, it's it's denial. It's, yeah. No, it's not me being, me having lost in that moment or mm -hmm. me ruining the friendship. It's because it's his fault. Yeah, It's exactly. Max's fault. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe Max comes back. I don't know if this will work for his character because it's kind of a dumb baby face thing to do. Be like, dude, I'll forgive you. You just have to say, oh. like, I still believe in our friendship. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I need know. time to process that. Because <laughs> well, surface level, I love it. Mm. But then I might need to think about it for a second. Like, oh, does that make sense? Yeah. Because I don't think he should. Well, then Cole would probably say, let's bring it in. And then Cole would try and turn on MJF. But MJF would actually see it scout coming. it. Yeah. No, I've got a yeah, yeah, metal yeah. corset thing on. Yeah, Your sure. kick corset. didn't hit me. Yeah. I was just thinking of Bret Hart and Goldberg. <laughs> Uh, so what happened after this is... I love this as well. Yeah, Jay White comes out and interrupts mm -hmm. him. And he's like, guys, guys, well, like, I love what you did with MJF. I don't feel so great about being collateral damage because he was attacked, one of the first victims of the devil mm -hmm. and his goons. So Jay White runs down with the guns. And it's this parallel universe where Bullet Club Gold are kind of these heroic AEW baby faces. Mm -hmm. The shades of grey in this were really well done. I I understand. I, I came away from this segment and I, I I can see why people think that he was in faces don't exist anymore. Mm. I disagree. They do exist. But I get why segments like this make people go, they're just characters and they just interact with people that make sense. And I do prefer it that way when there are shades of grey, when you have people who react accordingly yeah. because Jay White would be pissed off that he got beaten up and would want to fight the person that beat him. It doesn't matter that he's also a heel and it, it's not like all heels are friends because that used to be very much the way where it's like well you're a heel and i'm a heel so we have to get along kind of thing this is just people who react how they would this is mm. characters reacting as characters and i love that it was really really good because then they start to get beaten down numbers advantage and all that so the acclaimed and daddy ass run down oh, brilliant it's a huge pop and i was like when was the last time i saw these guys mm -hmm. it hasn't have they been on Collision? I can't I think remember. So. Yeah, they've been on Collision a bit. <coughs> I haven't watched much Collision apart from the C2 matches over December. So they, they run in and they they work together with Bullet Club Gold to fight off Undisputed Kingdom. And I, I even thought, because you know, you might might be like, oh, Paul, that doesn't make the new heel faction look particularly strong. But you had Dr. Sampson out there screaming hoarsely at the top of his vo voice. He's not medically cleared because they were protecting Adam Cole from this beatdown. Um, so that was why I thought that gave them a, a good excuse to backtrack. I'd also say they were outnumbered. It was yeah. six to four, not mm. including Adam Cole. So like, that makes sense. Yeah. They, they'd yeah, back yeah. off, you know, they're not going to take a fight that they can't win. That's fine. Um, and I like the, the idea of the acclaimed coming out because they also got attacked by Undisputed Kingdom. And having that little stare down of Bullet Club Gold and, and the acclaimed and a crowd chanting scissor and all that stuff at them and they'd be like, nah, and then they walk off. 
daddy right. ass on one side, the guns on the other. So much mm. context there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bullet Club Gold. No, we are still hills. Just mm-hmm. in case anyone thought otherwise, yeah. they walk off. Yeah, I thought this was a absolute home run, to yeah. be honest, apart from Roderick screaming at him. <laughs> Everything else hit perfectly for yeah. me. Yeah, this, this is exactly what I want. When a mm. new faction debuts and a new thing happens in a wrestling company, this is what I want when I just explain, this is who we are, this is what we're going to be doing. Yeah. Done. Simple. Effective. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, we've got a load of chats on this topic because Frankly. it is quite exciting. Uh, please, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get those Omega chats in. We'll read out every single one over five US dollars before the end of the show. Harrison Earl says, not sure how I feel about Wardlow going back to being a repressed and underappreciated big man in faction. I understand going back to what got him super over, but also a better version of this story is already happening with Luchasaurus and Christian Cage. Yeah, I think it's intentional that they're drawing (laughs) parallels to who Wardlow used to be so they can subvert those expectations. So they say, here's Wardlow how he used to be. You know this. Now let's take that away. Yeah, I think it's very that if that facial expression didn't happen when Cole said that, I'd totally agree with you, Harrison, Mm -hmm. but I feel that that that's the linchpin that it all sits on. 
Uh, I wonder if we'll get a Joe Page and Swerve three-way at Revolution. Swerve pins Hangman again. Oh, God. Can, can lead to a Joe versus Page feud with Joe pissed Hangman lost him his belt and saved the Swerve versus Joe singles match as you don't want to beat both guys at the moment. I... I don't know where this is going, mm. but I'm so excited for what's going to happen. Because if they're going to do another Swerve Hangman match, I really feel like Hangman should win it. But also, I don't want Swerve to lose. Yeah. Because Swerve is on such a rise right now, and I don't want anything to potentially curb that momentum. I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm so pumped. If they do a three-way, I'm all in. That would be so much fun. Hangman is best when he's losing. Mm. It, it just go, flies against all wrestling logic. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying this is the best way. This is just the way that came into my head this morning. You do Swerve versus Hangman, number one contenders match. Mm -hmm. Swerve beats Hangman. Oh, three times on the trot. Okay. Then Swerve takes on Joe. I mean, Revolution feels too early to take the belt off Joe. But let's just say that happens. Swerve is a new AEW world champion. Mm -hmm. Six, nine months down the line after Hangman trying... Hangman finally gets that shot, and it's like, but you've lost every time. And that's when Hangman beats Swerve. I'd love First that. ever two-time AW World Champion. I'd love that. Mm -hmm. That sounds amazing. <coughs> There's a lot of other people who should be the champion. Yeah. Osprey, Swerve, MJF, you know. Yeah. Um, Andy Sandbox. Remember when MJF thought about using the ring on Adam on the boat, dumping him in the river after he sacrificed his ankle to help beat Samoa Joe? Adam does, and he watches the show. Adam Cole isn't wrong. He's just an a-hole out a-holing MJF. Yeah. I mean, there's been teasers through the whole thing of them turning on each other at yeah. various points. Like, yeah, he's kind of right. That's the thing. Yeah, there is. You can understand the way he's got to this twisted version of mm -hmm. events. Yeah. Andy Sandbox continues, What I really like about the new faction is how it already has so many integrated feuds. Bullet Club Gold, Acclaimed, Hangman, Joe, MJF eventually, Orange Cassidy, Adam has history. Later on, Wardlow, it's very good for them to go in so many directions already. Yeah, exactly. They feel super integrated into the AW roster already and have so many directions to go and all of them are exciting. That's, a, that's really a hallmark of MJF booking. And they're, they're reaping the rewards of this large Maxverse. Mm-hmm. That Friedman created. Uh, moderator James's Omega chat. Between this and Wrestle Kingdom, what a fun night of wrestling. I love, I love Cole's logic. I love the foreshadowing with Wardlow's facial expressions. Love how this can build great heat with him being hurt so no one right now can touch him. Love how they are an are in instant big time group with even heels teams already wanting to kick their asses. Also, my two-year-old and he streamed me a snowman picture yesterday. <laughs> my first thought was... Oh, she drew Ollie's Yokozuna. <laughs> the Accurate. greatest piece of art of 2023. Absolutely, yeah. Your two-year-old niece sounds pretty talented. Yeah, there, absolutely. Um, yeah, I... What was I going to say? That just the, the, I, the moment when Cole stands up out the wheelchair. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, I hope they treat that right. Yeah. Uh, Gwen Ten Zero. I enjoyed the Undisputed Kingdom's debut and introduction. Hoping for good things for AEW in 2024. Uh, and do we have mm -hmm. any more? Yeah. One. And Luke Graham. I think this is eventually leading to Strong and Cole versus Maxim Wardlow. Are all in, or that's what I'm hoping for at least. Whoa. Mm. That's in. <laughs> that's you know. It's interesting. I don't know how you get to Maxim Wardlow again. Honestly. 
I don't know how that works is there needs to be a lot of <laughs> repairing that needs yeah. doing there because not only did mgf did wardlow beat mjf way back when when mgf did the whole you know fire me you mark and all that stuff mm. promo but then wardlow's now cost mgf the world title so that is like two things that they need to repair in their yeah. relationship and that's gonna happen maybe i don't hate it though yeah it's fun if they can get there i mean you can see how it can be done wardlow is like you know, eventually betrayed by Undisputed Kingdom, mm-hmm. and then Jeff is is already round, and you know maybe they just do the thing where they're fighting off mm-hmm. at the end of a match, um, and they walk and they back into each other, they turn round, they look at each other, and then they just start beating up Undisputed Kingdom some more. Yeah, I can see how I can see it happening. I oh, just want them to, to yeah. paper over. Yeah, I don't want them to paper over some of the the potential character elements you could have there. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot there. Let's get in with the play-by-play review of Dynamite, mm. which opened cold on Samoa Joe. It was a promo taped after his world championship win on the Saturday at World's End. Um, it was a good promo, intense. Joe's great. He looks awesome with the belt. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy he has a world championship mm-hmm. in a, somewhere that isn't TNA. Mm-hmm. I guess NXT as well. But, you know, this is... I love Joe. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen him on the show properly. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I, it definitely felt like there was a certain presence missing. Mm. Like after that promo, you know, it cuts to the arena and the commentators like, "Ah, oh, it's Samoa Joe's era." It's like well, it would have been nice to have that on the show to really, you know, stamp that. Maybe yeah. he has the opening promo and the Adam Cole stuff comes later or something. I don't know, but <coughs> yeah. Well, just you know, I think yeah, in front of the live crowds, best, but. And maybe it's because it's a Samoan called Joe. Mm-hmm. But I would love some backstage Joe chilling out in his locker room segments. <laughs> like how Roman's <laughs> in his dressing room, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just being badass. Yeah. And people saying, hey, can I be your... <laughs> I don't know how it would work. <laughs> well but, thought out, that. But yeah, it's a, this is 2020. This is the first show of the new year. And I mm-hmm. thought they did a really good job of wiping that slate clean mm-hmm. while making it seem like a big show. You had Deonna Perazzo debuting. You had the return of Mark Quinn, which was really mm-hmm. nice. You had the whole new faction thing. But yeah, I feel like we needed... Oh, and here is the the top champion of the promotion. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people coming out of World's End felt like the devil reveal overshadowed Joe's win a little bit. And you can kind of say the same thing for this Dynamite as well, is that they kind of overshadowed Joe's first promo kind of thing. Mm. Even though it was the start of the show it still felt like this is still the emphasis. Cole's new faction and all that stuff is still the, the emphasis of the show. But. Yeah. I feel like I've seen that Joe promo when he was holding the ROH TV mm, title. Yeah. Um, the We got a video package from for Garcia and um, Swerve Strickland. I, th- I thought production-wise, they did quite a lot to put over the characters, mm-hmm. kind of like how Day One Raw did. I was like, oh, there might be new people watching. One for Eddie Kingston as well. Yeah. It's great. The first match, sorry, the first match we got was Dante Martin versus Orange Cassidy for the international title. Really fun match. Mm, Really fun match. Both of these guys are awesome. Mm. And they just did some like chain wrestling to start with, just on the mat. I was like, this is great. (laughs) I love this. Um, I I love the the spot where Cassidy was slow rolling out of the way and Dante Martin was like, nah, I'll I'll still make that. And then ran along the ropes and then did a big dive anyway. I was like, that's perfect. Um, 
yeah, it's just a really fun match. Both these guys are great wrestlers, and they showed it. It was awesome. Yeah, they worked Cassidy's uh, choke low effort offense in mm-hmm. quite well. Like even Dante Martin was hands in pockets some of the time. Cassidy did did a really slow run around the ring mm-hmm. to get a drop kick. All good stuff. And Cassidy uh, won with an orange punch. The sort of bigger part was what happened afterwards. You had Action Andretti and um, Darius Martin mm-hmm. checking on Dante. And then you had the best friends helping Orange. When Private Party's entrance music hit, mm-hmm. and Mark Quinn made his return with Isaiah Cassidy. He's been out for 13 months with an injury. Crikey. I forgot about their entrance with the mm-hmm. little VIP area. Yeah. They opened the, the little, like... The rope. The rope bit. The VIP yeah. rope. And they cut a promo, just like a really fun promo. Mm-hmm. And it felt like old AEW. Mm. It really did. I, mm. I think especially because the this is an, an OG AEW team. Uh, and one of the first times that they really had like a shock result in AEW was Private Party beating the Young Bucks. Uh, so to have them come back and be like, Private Party's back, everybody. Tag wrestling. Isn't that going to be fun? Because then you had top flight in there you had best friends and all that stuff mm. that were already there to 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 um round out the the division kind of thing just really fun it was really great to see mark went back yeah. really liked it if it was me oh now i know you had the private party return happen here if it was me and i was going to solidify undisputed kingdom as the next thing that was going to be happening in aew i would have had roderick strong come out here and and do a sneak attack on orange cassidy yes just to they said it in the promo, hey, I'm going to go after the international title. Just have Roddy Strong come out and hit a move. Just one. He comes in, hits it, and gets out mm-hmm. on Orange Cassidy. Just to be like, just keep that plate spinning. Just be like, yeah, I'm coming after you. And then he goes. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I wouldn't want to do that if you're also doing the private party return, because then that's too many things. So I get why they prioritize this. But I don't know if you could have the private party somewhere else on the show and have it. I don't know. But if it was me, I would have had Undisputed Kingdom all over the show. Just to yeah. be like, this is the big thing now. I would. I would agree. Yeah, you can do the private party return next week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the focus should have been on everything UK. Mm, yeah, you get, It's a shame they don't have a... Undisputed Kingdom is a very long-syllabled faction name. <laughs> and the only other way to shorten it is UK. Six syllables. Six syllables. It's a lot. Is UK, and that, doesn't, that sounds like a thing already. Yeah. I don't know what. And they can't even do that anymore. What would they Cause do? Because that, that's... What's K? Do you just do that? Is that a K? K Does that in, work? In sign language is that, I think. Well, I can't do that either, <coughs> so that doesn't work. Um, so there's the U. You can yeah. make a K. Uh-huh. See, like that. You see what I'm doing? Yeah. So like like that? Is that a K? Yeah. Or like, like that, maybe? You know. Oh, yeah, that's good, too. There you go. This is two UK. There you go, Adam. We, <laughs> we figured it out for you. Looks pretty cool. Got you, mate. From there you where go. I can see. UK. <laughs> what about a shorter version of the the name? Unking? Unking. Unking. <laughs> uh Undum. I hate all of this, to be honest. Distum. Kingdom. <laughs> Just kingdom. Private party also put the whole tag division on notice, even the Hardys, mm. which was a nice line. And the Isaiah, crowd went, ooh. Yeah. Isaiah Cassidy has been teaming with them for the last year. Mm-hmm. Tony Storm's interview backstage, she said she won't watch Mariah May's debut match. She doesn't watch wrestling. That's very funny. Mm-hmm. I think she's great. House of Black vignette. Yeah. This was intense. Mm-hmm. So they, 
FTR had challenged them for a match on this Saturday's collision. House of Black said, sure, it's in your sort of home state. Your wife and child are going to be there. Lots of shots of Dax with his daughter in AEW. <coughs> and House of Black said, if they win, FTR, you should disown your own family and join them. Yep. Say goodbye to your current family and join your new family. Yeah. So hopefully that's just a bit of psychological yeah. reasoning and it's not going to be some weird house rules stipulation. Where if House of Black win, they literally leave their families yeah. to join House of Black. I mean, it's a lot. It feels like a. it's a... This was a feud escalation mm. that felt a bit too much. A little bit. I also say it might signal who's going to win. Just yeah. as a thought. Well, hopefully, like I said, hopefully it isn't actually a... It's just a way to get in their heads. Mm -hmm. And then maybe it sets up an actual family stipulation later down the line. Maybe. But there's, I don't think there's any part of me that wants to see FTR join the House of Black. No. But maybe they do like Dax's daughter joins the house of black <laughs> we just take your daughter from you and she joins house of black like raven and uh was it the who, was it the sad man's daughter joined <laughs> raven back in the day uh swerve was interviewed by renee and he talked about the daniel garcia match and this is when he said this year i'm coming for championship gold which is on you samoa joe mm -hmm. he thought it was going to be mgf but i guess his body just gave out so now it's samoa joe and uh, uh anytime he talks i'm like well He's the guy. <laughs> Every time. They already set up Joe and Swerve last year in mm -hmm. one of the backstage bits with Max. Mariah May then took on... I'm not very... I did... I've forgotten how to pronounce the name. Is it Aminata? I think so, Queen yeah. Aminata. Yeah. Um, where, you know, Mar Mariah May debuted in... Uh, wrestled in stardom. I've heard. Were you aware of this? Once or twice, yeah. They mention it all the time. <laughs> Well, they've got to get over their working relationship with stardom, you know? Yeah. That working relationship that doesn't exist yet. But they'll do it. Just keep mentioning the stardom and it will happen. So I thought Mariah, you know, Mariah May is good. Uh, she hit a very good drop kick at one it's point. Great drop kick. But it didn't really stand out to me anything in this match. The bit that st stood out to me most was Queen Aminata's comeback. Mm -hmm. The crowd got really into it. Uh, and I was like, is Mariah May meant to be a babyface here? Because mm. the whole storyline so far, it feels like she's just a happy fan. Mm -hmm. Tony Storm is a comedy heel, but Mariah, to me, has been this innocent, too innocent babyface. I guess so. I, th I think from, from <laughs> last week's show, when she was like, I'm going to debut next week, I'm like, mm. okay, it's a heel. Like yeah. that, that to me cleared up any sort of confusion. It's like she's definitively a heel. Um, so I, I didn't have those those questions in this match. And for me, I still thought that like Mariah was in control for most of the match. Aminata got that comeback flurry, but then Mariah Way just shut her down and won. Yeah. And I think it was close to being spot on. It was just that there was a bit too much in the Aminata camp, I think. Mm. And maybe just a little bit more needed for Mariah. Because there wasn't that much like standout offense of hers or anything like that. It was the very nice drop kick and her finish, the Mayday, and to get that over. But aside from that, it felt like it was kind of like a bit back and forth in a normal match. Where maybe a bit more focus should have been put on Mariah May. I th I, that's what I think. Mm. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say, I think. 
uh, rather than that Aminata got too much of a comeback. Because, that, you know, it's a standard match. Mm. A five-minute match. Mariah was never in trouble. Mm -hmm. I agree there. But what happened afterwards was Mariah May definitively said she's a heel, mm -hmm. where, oh, it's just a shame I won my debut match in New Jersey. Boo! <laughs> so then Deonna Perrazzo makes her debut to a mm. really good reaction. Mm. She was happy for her. So it's like, okay, you've got Deonna Perrazzo just debuted. You've got Mariah May's in-ring debut match. That's enough to focus on. Mm-hmm. Don't also split the focus by... And I know it sounds silly because I'm really talking about 40 seconds of Aminata comeback. Mm -hmm. But just don't even have that. Mm -hmm. Have Mariah May hit that great drop kick, win in two minutes, no, not even a commercial break. And you're like, oh, wow, Mariah May won that really easily. That's the standout part of her. And then you've also got Deonna Perrazzo. Mm. Whereas I thought this only built Perrazzo. I, I still feel like it was a good showcase for Mariah May regardless. I still feel like she's people know her more than they did before this week, and she's a more recognisable name than she was before this week. Um, and I, I really like the Perazzo debut. Uh, I think maybe if they'd have just done that two-minute match, I think people would have been like, oh, another two-minute women's match. Give them more mm. time, you know, kind of thing. And maybe you could give them more time, but it's all Mariah May, you know. <laughs> have her just be in control the whole time. Uh whether that would get too old too quick, mm. I don't know. But I, do, I don't know if like a, a quick squash would necessarily be the answer to this. But regardless, really like the Peraza debut. I enjoyed the match. And I like what it potentially set up going forwards. Mm. Because Peraza then called out Tony Storm. Which I think is a good thing. And I don't think they should do that match anytime soon. I think that should be, a again, a goal of, here's where I'm going. Not there yet, but here's where I'm going to go at some point. Because then Mariah May was like, I mean, go tell Tony Storm yourself, I'm not the messenger. Slapped bitch. around the face. She said bitch. bitch. And then slapped around the face. Um, which is nice. And then Perazzo came back and, and stood tall. I, I, I like that Perazzo's here. I think she's a great get for AEW. And I'm excited to see what she does. I think having her eventually go for Tony Storm is a very good idea. But I'm hesitant for her to mm. go against Tony Storm now because I don't think Tony Storm should drop the belt yet. And I don't think Perazzo should lose either. So don't do it yet. Yeah. Hold off. Yeah, that's the reservation, isn't it? Because mm -hmm. there's been plenty of people that that's happened to when they come in. Like, you know, just off the top of my head from earlier, Ty Valkyrie. Athena as well. Athena, yeah, you're mm -hmm. right. Yeah, there's been a lot of instances where AEW have not booked their women Ruby Soho well. as well. Yeah. Yeah, when she came in. Yeah, so I'm really happy for Perezzo. She's gr she's such a good wrestler. Mm. I just hope they can follow up with with it. And yes, I unfortunately now realise I was advocating for less women's wrestling time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe do two matches then. Mm -hmm. uh, At least after that, we got the patriarchy. Can we say thank you to the patriarchy again? <laughs> love them. I love the patriarchy. I hate. I hate that this has given you an excuse to do this. <laughs> Take this out of context. I love the pa My name's Ollie Davis, and I love the patriarchy, which is a wrestling faction. Although it has the whole the whole sort of infrastructure has benefited me quite well. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, the Christian came down with Martha Wayne and Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus. Martha name. Wayne. Well. Uh <laughs> Oh, 
I can't. <laughs> I can't even remember what her real name. Shayna Wayne. Shayna Wayne. Or as Luke called her last week, Shayna Wayner. <laughs> For a moment there, I could only think Martha. <laughs> Just like from Batman v Superman, <laughs> the only thing you can think of is Martha. I mean, they do have the same <laughs> mum's name. Oh, God. So, <clears throat> so the, uh, yeah, Christian's promo was, I'd like, I thank you, Shayna, Mother Wayne. Mother Wayne. Uh, the beautiful apple of my eye, mm-hmm. Nick Wayne. Yeah. I love how much he puts over Nick. And then he goes up to Luchasaurus, kill switch, looks him right in the corner of the eye and says, uh, thank you to the man who sealed the deal who helped put the final nail in the Copeland coffin. And he turns towards the camera and says, me. (laughs) I saw it coming from a mile off. It didn't make it any less brilliant. Mm -hmm. And then it was so well done because then the whole crowd chant, Luchasaurus, which isn't this guy's name Mm -hmm. right now. They're working it so well, this whole story. So, so well. I also loved Christian saying that he's held the title for 200 days. Which is very funny, because not only did he lose it at World's End, so that title reign has finished, but also, he wasn't the champion when Collision started. It was mm. Luchasaurus, and then he <laughs> won it later. So he's just included everything. Yeah. It's brilliant. And I love that I love that it's not just him saying it. It's Shivani going like, ah, oh, that's not... And then Christian, like, cuts him off. Mm. But no, 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 no. Uh, and takes control of the promo again. It's great. Uh, yeah, this was a really good promo. I would have liked for it to do... To set up the next thing, or give us a hint of what's coming next, but it was a fun promo anyway. I th- I didn't mind. I thought it did its job right because you had uh, the Luchasaurus stuff was the big long term build. Mm-hmm. The next thing is Copeland again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also said that he's going to be champion forever, mm-hmm. and one day he'll pass this legacy onto his son Nick mm-hmm. Wayne. Yeah, I love the idea of this belt being Christian's legacy. It's great. <clears throat> um, now that Tony Storm's gone from the Outcasts, Harley Cameron has weirdly replaced her. Did you see last week's segment with Harley Cameron? I didn't see last week's show, apart from the C2 matches. Oh, is this the one with the knife? I've heard about the knife. (laughs) Me and Luke had a good laugh about it, Uh because we didn't know what the hell was going on. And I'll be honest, I still don't know what's going on. Yeah, so Soraya's obviously planning something. Yeah. But do you you have any idea what it is? Is Ruby Soho being duped? Because Harley helped Ruby win on Collision, right? That's what they Mm. were saying as, as part of this. And Soraya was like, look, I said she was going to help. I didn't say she was going to be sane. And it's like, okay, so Harley Cameron is nuts and she's helping the outcasts. Is that it? Is that the whole Is that the whole thing? That they just have a new person and there's a bit like, ooh, kooky fun between them. Because I don't find it very funny mm. if that is what they're doing. But that, I, I think that might be it. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Uh, I think that Adam Cole segment was my favourite thing on the show. Mm-hmm. But my other favourite thing was what came next, Takeshita versus Darby Allen. Was really good. Yeah. This Again, this felt like old dynamite. And I don't really know what I mean when I say that. But just having a banging match with two of this style of wrestler, I loved it. Mm-hmm. This match ruled because it started off pretty normal it was like pretty pretty just you know two good wrestlers doing some good wrestling and then everything went nuts because darby went for a dive and Takeshita decided just decided i'm just gonna knee his head off and from then it just went oh 
okay, well, this match has just gone up uh-huh. here. And then he dragged him up the ramp and did like three German suplexes, rolling suplexes on the ramp and like did a last one, release German onto the ramp. I was like, oh my God, what is going on here? And then there was more nuts stuff, which I can't even remember right now. Uh, Darby's big coffin drop off yeah. the top. Yeah. Takeshita going for a knee, nailing the railing and flipping over the top of it. Like there was so much stuff where I was like, oh my God, this match is crazy. The the finish, which was a top rope German suplex. Love it. When do you see that? Oh, like, and um, when we say top rope, we mean top rope. <laughs> ger- not like Darby was sitting on the top and then he threw him off. No, they both stood and then Takeshita went off. You go, it, wild. Yeah, I love it. Takeshita really only hit two types of moves, <laughs> which was German suplexes or knees. Yeah, it's great. This this is one of the best Takeshita matches I've seen, and I know there's that's be- a big statement. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know there's better matches. Yeah. Like obviously the Omega one, mm-hmm. um, but and it's Hangman one as well, and he's Hangman one, yeah. yeah. But for just like a week to week match, this is this is the best version of Takeshita. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. You've got big match Takeshita where he has mm-hmm. to dilute himself somewhat to face someone else's style. This felt like a Takeshita match. Mm. Yeah, this this was mm. great, and it was it was it wasn't a squash. Darby mm. got a lot of offense in. But it did very much feel like the Takeshita show yeah. here. And this was like him just kind of dominating. His Germans looked insane. Because it's Darby Allen, he could just throw him. So he did. And he like just flipped him like all the way over. Like multiple rotations on these German suplexes. It was awesome. He mm. looked great coming out of this. Afterwards, the Callus family are backstage. Renee's interviewing them. And Don challenges Sting and Darby Allen to a tag match next week, which is in Daly's place where it mm. all began. Against Powerhouse Hobbs and Takeshita. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was kind of hoping that Takeshita, this would... I want the Callus family to win, is what I'm trying to say here. I don't think they will. Mm. In the tag match involving Sting. Sting in the final match in that that location, mm-hmm. presumably. Yeah. I mean, that's where he debuted, right? Mm. Is it Delhi's place? Uh, oh, yeah, Winter is Coming, mm. of course. Yeah. After that, we got the... Triple Crown number one contenders match. It was a full way between Trent, Brian Cage, Brian Keith, and Bakingo to take on Eddie on Saturday's episode of Collision. Mm-hmm. Eddie came down. He got a huge reaction for coming down <sighs> and just sitting on commentary. Uh, this was Brian Keith didn't even get an entrance. Mm, that was this, weird. This was a fine match, but and I guess it's the the realization of what the Triple Crown Championship is is setting the- in. Continental Crown? Triple <clears throat> Con- Why is it? I don't know. I thought I thought I was right. I thought it's a triple is it, crown. Is it the triple crown? Is it the Because it's the Continental Classic. Mm-hmm. What's the I need to look this up now. So I, I feel like it's the Continental Crown. Because the Triple is Crown it really? is really because I, I think there's Continental Crown because I think the Triple Crown is what's actually in like all Japan right now. Oh. So I think it's the Continental Chat will tell me. Well while Beats looking at that. The C2, to decide this champion, had a lot of star power in. Danielson, Moxley, Swerve, Jay White. But this, and all, like, I, I actually love all the people in this match. They have been presented as not even mid-carders. Mm-hmm. They're undercarders. So it's like, ah, this, it is the Ring of Honor championship again. Yeah. Which, when, as soon as that was announced as the stipulation for the C2. I did think that, like, ah, 
that has made me less interested mm. in the C2. And despite that, the C2 was incredible and I loved it. And they put, they stacked it with people and I was like, I take it back. This tournament's going to be fantastic. But then you get to the end of it and you get afterwards and you go, ah, yeah, but this is just kind of the Ring of Honor title, mm. but again, but slightly different. Also, it is the Continental Crown. Ah. I am in fact correct. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it. I really hope that the, I'm all for doing a match like this to crown a number one contender to face Eddie. I think that's a great idea. It just needed different people in it. Yeah. I don't even mind Brian Cage being in it because I think he's been featured a little bit more than some of the others and you can make the argument that maybe he could be one of the guys. But I think you need other people that are on his or above his level to round it out because this did feel like a bit of an undercard match despite it being very fun. Yeah. And I get it's only for a match mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yeah. But it's also the first title defense so you need to, I would have done a lot more, Yeah, uh, made this elevated. Dan Housen was in the front row of the crowd. He didn't distract Trent, despite Trent eliminating him in the Bayern Battle Royal on Saturday. Instead, he cursed Brian Cage. Everyone takes out Cage and Trent beat Brian Keith to win. Mm-hmm. It was very good. Very fun match. Backstage, Rene is interviewing Daddy Magic. Doesn't even get a word in because Hangman Page storms in. I believe this is the first time we've seen him since he was taken out by the beer bottle, by the devil and his goons. And he is super pissed off. He's grown out his beard. He looks wild-eyed. He looks so cool. Yeah. Because he's got, like, beard growth, but more tash growth. And it's, like, slightly more than the beard and looks awesome. He looks unhinged. And he was just screaming that there's no MJF here. I don't know where the like the devil is. So who can I beat up? Mm-hmm. Find me someone to beat up. Give me a reason. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And who should be in the main event? But Swerve Strickland, mm-hmm. Hangman's forever foe. He took on Daniel Garcia. Um, I really like this as the main event because it's these two people that rose in the C2. For very different reasons yeah. as well. Having the first main event of the year. Mm-hmm. Like me and Pete were watching wrestle kingdom before we came down here particularly the osprey match and we were both like aw is setting itself up for this like amazing new main event scene this year i know hangman's been there before but he still feels weirdly fresh but hangman osprey coming in swerve i was gonna say mjf again i know i know those are sort of veterans Mm -hmm. but they're all young guys yeah and that's such an exciting scene Mm mm-hmm I'm so excited for AEW this year because I think, you know, 2022 got rough for them and 2023 was somehow worse. But I think they now have enough foundation to have a great 2024. Mm. And I think even with all their problems, they've maintained a great in-ring product. And now having even more great talent and nurturing more talent now is going to make 2024 mega exciting for AEW. I'm super excited about it. This was a great match. I really enjoyed it. Garcia, while Swerve's obviously the better wrestler. I, I'm not saying... Um, I'm saying at kayfabe. In kayfabe, yes. Kayfabe. He's the biggest star right yeah. now. Yes. Um, and he's had more impressive wins, better mm-hmm. C2 performance. Yeah. Garcia had, from a story perspective, Garcia had the edge where if Garcia gets him on the mat, he's a better mat wrestler than Strickland. So you, it's, it's, a, it's a battle of tactics, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed. Um, but funnily enough, the biggest spot was Garcia not doing that and having a Rock Hogan WrestleMania X8 dance-off spot with Nana. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Doing the stare yeah. to either side. Yeah. 
It's yeah, perfect. It's fun. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, as I will say, every single time that Swerve Strickland wrestles, <laughs> he's the man. Uh, I love this match. I've always really enjoyed Daniel Garcia's work, and I thought that him rejoining Jericho, the whole rest, are you a wrestler, are you a sports mm. entertainer thing was massively mishandled. And I've just been waiting to see more Danny Garcia since then. And stuff like this makes me very, very happy because he looked great. And he got really protected in this match as well because he kicked out of the house call plus stomp from Swerve as well. Kicked out and Swerve was like, oh my God, this little kid just kicked out this thing. And in that shock, Garcia nearly got the victory, got a crucifix pin and got a a crazy close near fall on Swerve. Then Swerve came back and got the win with the JML driver. But that little moment just there just goes like, we really like Daniel Garcia, and you should care about him for this reason. He's yeah. really strong, and he nearly got the win on this huge megastar right now. Amazing. And it was a really well-done sequence, because mm-hmm. that came off the back of, unfortunately, a botch. Garcia put a sharpshooter on Swerve on the commentary desk. They just fell off it. Mm-hmm. And the crowd did chant, you effed up. Which... But, th- but then they were quite... They, they stopped that quite quickly and yeah. got back into the match immediately. Yeah. And I think... Would have been fine, maybe, if the crowd didn't do that. I also thought the commentary could have done a better job of covering it up because it looked like Swerve just, like, crawled off the table, mm. which they could have just said, like, oh, we oh, counted the sharpshooter there, and he managed to get off the table, and, and he forced Garcia to fall off, but they just didn't, because that's what it looked like to me. It genuinely looked like Swerve, like, intentionally mm. got off the table to make Garcia fall off. And then they're like, oh, that, you know, well, oh, you know, slippery surface. I'm like, what? come on, guys, <laughs> you, can, you can do something better. But it was, was what it was. It didn't take away from the match at all. In victory, Swerve went to shake Garcia's hand. I thought, oh, they actually making him more of a babyface character. He's a tweener. Because the crowd was super cheering him like he was a babyface, mm-hmm. even though Nana would interfere in the match. But no, it was all a ruse. Nana punched Garcia in the dick. Mm-hmm. Daddy Magic, who was on commentary, who I, I thought did a really good job, actually, it's cheerleading great. Garcia, stormed in. They beat him up as well. So... That's a reason, right? Hangman Page comes down. Mm-hmm. He has this huge pull-apart brawl with Swerve. I'm just so excited. And then you got the WCW bell going like, ding, 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 ding. Break it up, break it up. Loads of security. We go off air. Mm-hmm. That's great. Oh, I loved it. I love Hangman and Swerve. I think I will forever. And I'm real excited to see where this goes. Because I don't know. And honestly, if they have another match and Hangman wins, I'll be like, cool, amazing. If they do another match and Swerve wins, it'll be like, cool, amazing. They do a triple threat with Joe, it'll be like, cool, amazing. Like, I'm I'm so excited to see what happens next. I think you could, th- there are a lot of ways, but I hope it involves some combination of Joe, Hangman, and Swerve. Mm-hmm. So maybe it is what I said earlier. The number one contenders match that Swerve wins. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's number one contenders match, Hangman and Swerve draw. Mm. So they make it a three-way. Oh, that's Fun! Mm. Do a swerve win, swerve win, draw, hangman win. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Maybe it's, well, they just make it a three-way anyway, or we get there via that route. And Joe pins hangman. And you mm. elongate it out, so swerve can have a singles match at the next show. Mm. And then Joe gets a longer title reign, and we get the swerve, the belt on swerve. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for next week. Yeah, and that's... Really? Yeah. Uh, the most positive thing we can say about this. This was exciting stuff. I gave it an 85% overall. Yeah. What would you give it? That's yeah. So that's sort of a a, a four, 
and a quarter star. Yeah, I'd give it a, a solid four, four and a half out of five. So yeah, mm -hmm. about the same. Um, so please put the the poll live if we do have that uh, if we do have Mod Mother in the chat. Mm. Do we have any Patreon shoutouts for today? We do. Ooh. We've been told that we do. Yeah. Uh, so let's do it. Uh, if you haven't joined our Patreon page yet, you should. At patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. We have so much exclusive content over there. And we've got amazing stuff. We've got Survival Series Thunderdome now, which is great. Uh, so we've got to have people on Survival Series who we wouldn't normally get to in person. So we've got people like Queen of the Ring, and we've got Stephen Larson and people like that. It's awesome. we got new new episode of that going out next Friday. Exciting stuff. Oh, what theme could it be in the month of January? Hmm. Who knows? Hmm. What could it possibly be? What? Nothing happens in January. Um, and we also have, uh, if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it gets read out on a show, much like this one. So thank you to Hannah A, baby. Big Jiggy, Josh Marden. Double L, Liam Leonard. The Matt Man, Matthew Allen. Abominable, Michael Abbott. Ryan Disco Stewart. Thomas, the prize hooker, Solazano. Where there's a will, there's a Will Campbell. The machine gun, Alex Anderson. The roller coaster, Robert Acosta. The black plague, Butch Rosser. And the cleaner, Kenny Shaw. Woo! Thank <clears> you so much, all of our wonderful pledge members. Patreon.com forward slash Russell Talk. Yeah, if you'd thank like you to so join. much. Right, the rest of your chats. Last call for those. Restorecom forward slash support. Uh, where are we? Bum, bum, bum. Big MGM says, Cole, despite having Joe win the belt, wants Wardlow to win it in order to give it to him. Instead, helping Wardlow win the belt and not putting the title on a rare person who's beaten Wardlow. And to top it all off, Wardlow's not on board. Great plan. I actually think it kind of makes sense that that bit when you spell it out like that doesn't make <laughs> sense if the ultimate plan of cole was always win the aew world title this plan is very silly but as he said in his promo it started with the world title but then it just became we need to destroy mjf it doesn't matter about the title anymore until now later on now we've got rid of mjf we've gotten rid of him on the belt got rid of that now let's refocus and let's get the belt now which i, I think is fine yeah because it's cole's pride that's been hurt here that's why he's prioritized destroying Max over World Championship. Pick a pig. I originally thought that Cole Sam Wardlow would hand over the, <coughs> the title would lead to months down the line when Cole is cleared to compete. Cole gets kicked out and attacked by the Undisputed Kingdom, only for Cole to be saved by MJF. Love you guys. Keep it up. Love you too, Pick a pig. Hmm. Huh. I don't think so. Because they need to explain it quite well. There, but, was, there was a bit there was a bit in the Champa Gargano feud mm -hmm. where they just suddenly kept on becoming friends yeah. and it lost me. Yeah. And that feels a bit like that there. Hannah Allen. Hello, lovelies. Dynamite humped Samoa. <laughs> this style of these post-match interviews has really won me over. That and Joe's just rad. Really excited for this run. Undisputed faction. Fudge, yeah. Cole is such a great heel. And I gobbled up. 
all that logic. I gobble, did too. Gobble, gobble. There's so much to look forward to as well. All the women's stuff won me over tonight. The Perazzo debut had me excited. And even though I missed something with the Outcast stuff, I still enjoyed it. 2024, maybe? Shrug. Swerve is goat. Lots of love. He Lots of indeed. love to you too, Anna. Uh, Matt says... The show was awesome. It felt like one of the old AEW episodes from the golden era of Dynamite from 2019 to early 2022. It wasn't in 2019, the golden era. <laughs> it was uh, like January 2020 is when it really stepped up, I think, uh, to early 2022 before Ring of Honor was bought. It had a great balance of in-ring wrestling and storylines, plus no ROH matches on the show or the Chris Jericho mid-card vortex of evil. Mm. I like that you have Undisputed Kingdom feuding with heels and faces. They wrong like Bullet Club Gold, Acclaimed and Adam Page. But with MJF and Cole injured, I'm concerned how long the story can be kept interesting, to be honest. I think it can be interesting because you've got so many other people involved mm. now. Because you have the Kingdom and Roddy and Wardlow, they can cover for Adam Cole being injured. So I think it still makes sense. It's a tough task, though. I don't envy them. Uh, it's tough to be excited about Deonna in AEW. She is great and adds to a stacked women's division if Tony gives the division more TV time. But we've been here before. A big signing goes to AEW like Athena, Ruby Soho, or Ty Valkyrie. Feuds with the champs, loses, and they get forgotten about or demoted to Ring of Honor. Valid. Yeah. Charlie Mills. I love that this Dynamite was like AEW's New Year's Dash following the World's End PLE, setting up the year to come. I can't wait to see what happens. I can't wait to see FTR versus or FTR of Black. FTR of Black. Uh, McTome. I was at the Dynamite show. Uh, I wanted to give a special shout out to the young kid holding our I Heart Hot Mum sign. Nice. <laughs> so funny. He wanted Britt Baker, but was happy to see Nick Wayne's mum. Nice. Uh, Britt Baker's not a mum, is she? Don't think so. <laughs> Jimmy G, Menberg for 27 months. Happy New Year's, lads. I'm interested in seeing where the new year takes AEW, being on Hangman versus Joe versus Swerve, four out of five show. I think it means betting on Hangman versus Joe versus Swerve. Or bring on? Yeah, or bring on, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Will Campbell, hi guys, I thought the main event was amazing. Garcia has shot off like a rocket since the C2 and his dance-off with Nana was great. I love his pairing with Matt Maynard. It's nice to see him finally take off after leaving Jericho. Took long enough. Indeed. A hot tag to you. Charles Berg said, it's quite disheartening. The moment people hear a story, they take it as fact. Uh, Jericho sucks, but lies don't make things good. I'm also upset because I have to table my Chris... Uh, I'm not going to say that one. Uh, Undisputed Kingdom, dumb name aside, is promising. What do you mean it's a dumb name? It's a great name. We've established there's too many syllables here. There's, it's fine. Undisputed Kingdom. Uh, Tony Shade has been, been a member for six months in a row. Drove five hours to the show. Amazing show. Felt like the promise of AEW being about young talent is promising an exciting future for wrestling. The feeling is back. Now that oh. MGF has gone. <laughs> yeah, that... The, the, no offense to MJF. <laughs> yeah, we love MJF. Because I love MJF and he's great. <laughs> uh, uh, Justin said, so which one is it today? Is it yay? Tony signed Diana. I can't wait to see what the great matches she'll have. Or is it WTF? I can't believe Tony only booked one women's match and only gave them six minutes 30 with three minutes of its being picture in picture. Hey, well, it should have been less <laughs> going by me. Why not both is what I'd say. Uh, Tony won't care about actually booking the women better as long as he knows that he can just sign a new woman every four to six weeks and get people online to kiss his ass for signing them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I hope that with enough people on his roster, he will actually do something with them. And I think we have been getting a, a bit more of that. It's not fixed yet, 
But we've seen people like Tony Storm <laughs> getting over and getting more time. We've seen Julia Hart's rise, mm -hmm. Chris Statlander being very good. Like I think there's a lot of moving pieces and like Sky Blue and Julia Hart's partnership and stuff like that. There's a bit more. Um, what's what I'm looking for? Not necessarily foundation, but there's, there's there's more focus. Yeah, there's a bit more focus on different aspects of mm. the division currently, rather than just like AEW Women's Champion and nobody else. Yeah. Uh, F Scorpion said, "Unrelated, but I absolutely need an Osprey versus Danielson match." I want an Osprey Mox singles match. Well, yeah, that too. That would be <sighs> come neato. on, Revolution. Yeah. Um, Nick Nick J Smith. Yep. Hangman wouldn't be the first two-timer. Mox and Punk both did that. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the summer of ridiculousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Three-way at Revolution, but Swerve and Hangman cost each other the belt. Also, Wardlow is using the Undisputed Kingdom to get him the world title before he turns face against them. I love that finish. I enjoy that. Yeah, like maybe... <sighs> How would you do it? Swerve and Hangman are both just like, no, you can't. I'm not going to let you win. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what lets Samoa Joe pin one of them. Yeah. Like Samoa Joe is like on the outside or something and they're just so distracted with brawling by themselves that they don't realize that Joe's mm. got a chair or something yeah. and he comes in and batters them or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think that's really fun. Uh, DJ Second said, I think Wardlow has subtly been on Max's side the whole time. All of his vignettes, he talked about MGF's world is going to end since he still needed retribution for their past. But all those promos ended with him promising to take down the devil. Yeah, so th I, I don't think that means he's on MGF's side. Mm -hmm. I think it means in that moment he's taking down Max, but it works as a longer poetic thing where he's going to also take out Cole. Mm -hmm. Because it was Wardlow who delivered that powerbomb to Max at the end of World's End. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kid Cutty said, The Undisputed Kingdom look like dorks scurrying away again. Not to mention their plan makes no sense unless you play mental gymnastics. Uh, no, 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 self, just focus on the wrestling. Oh, right, okay. Just focus on the wrestling. The wrestling was good, but why bring, uh, why bring Mark Quen out after an international championship match, uh, which was a match between a single star and a guy in a trio's team, just to talk about the tag titles which are on collision? No, no, self, just focus on the <laughs> wrestling. But Eddie's belt just became less important. No, no, self, just focus on the... Very good. Um... I I don't think they look like Dort scurrying away again. Um, I get the Mark Quinn thing. Like I said, I probably would have had mm -hmm. Roddy Strong in that position, but fine. Uh, and also, yeah, the Eddie Belk thing. It's a shame. Would have preferred that to be a bit, a little bit uh, more important. Blake Whitehouse said... Oh, sorry, uh, you've got a bit more. Maybe you oh, got do cut I? off. Uh, just to continue Kid Cuddy's chat. But why debut Perazzo going for the belt already when mm. she didn't earn it? And we know she won't win. Don't think Tony Khan will book her right either. No, no, me, just focus on the wrestling. But Mama Wayne didn't try to protect Nick from Adam at first. Didn't she? I mean... She tried to stop Copeland. But yeah. Copeland just and didn't listen and celebrated. <laughs> I thought that was the reason why she wanted yes. to join yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian Cage. That's part of the, the reason anyway. Uh, Blake Whitehouse said, uh, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say Ollie's 2024 prediction about Cedric Alexander going to AEW probably won't come true on account that he's been married to Big Swole since 2018. TNA X Division champion in 2024 probably, but All Elite? Nah. Yeah, I can see that. I kind of forgot about the Big Swole relationship when I made that. And of course, Big Swole left AEW. And it doesn't, I mean, at least a couple of years ago. The relationship didn't seem super positive. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that necessarily rules people out going to places. You know, maybe they can be convinced that things have changed. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. 
Joseph Gleason said, hi guys, no notes about Dynamite, but when you say, if you're watching On Demand, you should say, On Demand, in the style of Big Boss Man saying, who the man? Ah, nice. If you're watching, On Demand! That's very good. Again, no notes on Dynamite. Happy New Year. Looking forward to an exciting 2024. Thank you so much. Uh, Charlie Mills is a new member. And we have some uh, miscellaneous slash last minute uh, uh, Omega chats here. Um, Farquhar Force sorry about that, says, uh, is the Continental Crown being defended as a single championship? And if so, what's the point in promoting the modern America Triple Crown for the past two months? I know it was always, it's three belts as one, right? That's yeah. the point of the Triple Crown, is it's three promotions, right? Mm. So it's Ring of Honor, New Japan Strong, and now AEW. Yeah, so That's you will always be defending all three, yes. technically. Yes, so it is essentially one belt, mm -hmm. but it's four, three promotions at once. Um... I think Diona is a safe signing for her in AEW. She's on a par with the best of the roster, and she's friends with Britt, so unlikely to rock the boat. Mercedes is, is riskier, though, because she's better than everyone else and has already walked out of one company due to bad booking. Mm. I think she's definitely a bigger star than everybody else. I don't know if that's necessarily true that she's a better wrestler. She's a great wrestler. Mm. I don't know if she is necessarily better than a lot of the best in AEW. I think they've got some fantastic women's wrestlers on that roster. So, um, I don't know what this next bit says, but I'm getting sleazy... Asterisk vibes from the Outcast story. I can't I see that yet, but I, I, to be honest, I don't know what it is. I have no idea what the Outcast story is, so I can't tell you. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Bizarro Big Al said, "Solid show to start off the year. Think only a month till Osprey comes in." I disagree, Ollie. Cage, Keith, and Vikingo being uh, been putting in the work the past couple months, and I haven't seen a bad match. You can't complain about building people if they don't get time. Well, I'm not. Um, I think there's a. That they they have been doing great work. They always lose. That's what I'm saying. So sure, give them time to build them up, but occasionally they do have to win. You can't present a number one contenders match with a bunch of people who have lost all the time. You kind of need number one contenders reasonings to get into the number one contenders mm -hmm. match, and that oh you've you've won all these matches, so you should get a shot to get a shot at the title. Mm -hmm. And that none of these guys have done anything kayfabe victory wise although you know in ring wrestling wise I think they're all brilliant mm -hmm. excuse me the Buck Bumble said a great bit of television last night love the return of private party excuse me and I'm so unbelievably ready for Strong versus Cassidy. In a bit of non-AEW news, the recent media stuff from uh, MXM and the Nemesh brothers makes me think that alternative wrestling is on the up. Mason Mansoor have been incredible since their release. I know. Who would have thought that? I would. I always <laughs> believed in them. I They've been incredible. I love yeah. those guys so much. Uh, and yeah, I mean, Nemeth Brothers as well. If you've not seen Wrestle Kingdom, spoilers, or today's WrestleTalk News episode, Dolph Ziggler showed up at Wrestle Kingdom uh, and got into a thing with David Finley, so it looks like he might be going for the, global, the new global championship. Uh, so that is very exciting. And I think that, yeah, uh, there's a lot of really exciting wrestling taking place not in any big promotion right now. Granted, New Japan is a big promotion, but to Western audiences, I think there's a, so much exciting wrestling happening across the world right now. It does feel like a bit of a, oh, new year. Yeah. Everything feels a bit shaken up, and mm. so it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, but yes, please, go, why, why not go over and watch the Wrestle Talk news right now to find out about that news and some other weird WWE TNA speculation. Mm. It's, it's a fun story, that one. Um, but for now, I've been Ollie Davis. This has been Pete Quinnell. Jam that jam.
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.